Welcome back to another episode of the Fetifit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia. Welcome to the show. Today, you get just me, me, myself, and I. And what we're going to chat about today is the real, real on how my life has changed in the last six months since having a baby. She's so cute. If you didn't know it, I had. Uh, Austin, my husband, and I welcomed our first little girl. Uh, I say that because one day maybe we'll have more babies. Um, but we welcomed Grayson Joy into the world in January, on January 25th, 2018. She made her appearance. She was almost, I went almost 42 weeks pregnant with her. And if you'd like to read all about her birth story, you can head over to the blog. I have Grace and Joy's birth story as a blog post there. And you, it's unabridged. <laughs> so if you like detail, I got you covered. Um, but a question I've gotten a lot has been, you know, how is this different since baby? And how's that different since baby? Workouts, fit, uh, food, um, body image, sleep schedule. How are you doing all of these things? How's your work different? And so we thought that it might be a really good opportunity just to hop on. Let's chat about it. I'm going to tell all because, you know, these are the kinds of things that I was curious about before having a kid. I wanted to know what, how is life, what does it actually look like? How, how actually is it different? Because you hear so many mixed reviews, right? And I think personal mindset and personal outlook has a lot to do with what, how you perceive life as being different after having a kid, after having a baby. Um, so I say that with a caveat because I still find myself feeling incredibly grateful. I mean, gosh, you guys, there are moments every single day, and I'm trying not to sound too, too cheeseball, but this is from the bottom of my heart. Every single day, there's at least one, if not several moments where I walk in from a different room and Gray, we call her Gray, is sitting there with my husband or with our childcare person um, or with a family member and I walk in and I see her and I think, oh my gosh, I have a baby. I can't believe it. She's my baby. I had that. My body grew her and look at her. She's got this light in her eyes. She's her own person and she's so little and cute and sweet and sassy and all those things. And I can't believe that she's a part of my life. You know, it's just that is, I guess I wanted to say that because that's the context of my perception is, yeah, there are hard days and there are day, there are things that are very different that make an impact of, of course on the ease of my life right now. It's not as easy to do certain things that I got to do before having a kid, but oh my goodness, I, I still find myself so incredibly grateful for, I mean, just, just this enormous blessing that has been bestowed. Children are a gift and she is abs. She's the greatest gift. So say that first. Um, so let's get, jump into the nitty gritty. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. We get it. You love her. (laughs) Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's actually different. So let's break it up into categories. We're going to talk about workouts, wardrobe, food, schedule, overall schedule. We're going to talk about sleep, my marriage, friendships with other people, body image, and work. Okay, so if you're curious about any of those things, what it's like having a six-month-old or zero to six-month-old, that's that's the experience I can speak from. That's what we're going to jump into. 
Today's show is made possible because of our friends at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everybody where you can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 20 to 50% below traditional retail prices. So let me tell you what I'm getting from Thrive Market. There are three things that come to mind immediately. Number one, Primal Kitchen Foods Mayo. It is the mayo that I will always have on hand. It is my absolute favorite. It's the mayo that made me like mayo because <laughs> I didn't like it before. Normally, this avocado oil-based mayo is $11.99 retail, and you can find it on Thrive for $7.49. Incredible. This is also the mayo that I use to make a much healthier alternative for ranch dressing. Add some lemon juice and some dill. Mmm, it's so good. Number two thing that I'm getting from them, bamboo diapers. These are the disposable diapers that we use on Grayson. When we use disposable, we are using cloth on her, but when we travel, when we go out, I would like to have some disposable on hand. Normally $13.50 retail, and you can find them on Thrive for $11.49. Incredible. Number three product that I get on Thrive. I get asked about this product all the time. Where do I find coconut aminos? Well, I'll do you one better. I'm not just gonna tell you that you can find coconut aminos on Thrive Market, but you can actually find them for almost half off. Normally, they're priced at $9.73, depending on where you're shopping, and you can find them on Thrive for $4.99. It's unbelievable. These are the coconut aminos that we use as a soy replacement, and if you are looking for a recipe, Google Fed and Fit Mongolian Beef, and you will find the most killer Mongolian beef sauce made from coconut aminos. You need one jar of it. It's so delicious, you're not going to regret it. You can try these products for yourself today and get an extra 25% off your purchase and a free 30-day trial from Thrive Market. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com forward slash C-A-S-S-Y. Alrighty, so starting with the first thing I jotted down, workouts. This is a question I get a lot. How are your workouts different? How are you able to squeeze it in? Um, you guys, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you've seen me occasionally on Instagram stories say something along the lines of, this is it. I feel like I'm I'm in that yo-yo of the, the resolution yo-yo a little bit. I know I'm sure most people can sympathize unless you're a true blue upholder. Uh, the Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies quiz, if you don't know what an upholder is. Um, upholders tend to be very good at upholding commitments to themselves and to others. Um, so unless you're a true blue upholder, you probably can identify with this a little bit as you say, all right, all right, self, <laughs> we're going to do this thing. We're going we're gonna to wake up and we're going to go work out at 5 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, because that is the only time that I think I can actually be consistent and going. We're gonna put the clothes out the night before, and then we're gonna get up, and we're gonna go, it's gonna be sleepy, but we're gonna get it done. And then we're gonna come home, maybe eat a little breakfast, get a good healthy breakfast in, maybe I'll shower, and we're gonna do all of this before the baby wakes up. <laughs> so, that is still a goal of mine, but I have yet to have a perfect week <laughs> in that pursuit. Um, so what I have found has been working a little bit easier. I was not in a rush to get back to the gym right away after having Gray. I really wanted to allow my body to heal very, you know, I don't say slowly as in I didn't want to slow it down, but I wanted to just let it heal versus trying to hurry it along, if that makes any sense. 
Um, I mean, looking in the mirror right now, my body still looks different than it did before I got pregnant. And it, you know what? It may never look the same as it did before I got pregnant. And I am really okay with that. This body did some incredible stuff and this is, this is me. Um, and I love, I love this body and this vehicle for that. Um, so I was in no rush really to get back into the gym right away. I'm a very active person. So there was still lots of walking around, baby wearing, going on lots of walks. Um, I was by no means grunging it up on the couch, but outside of that newborn phase, you know, having a baby, I had her vaginally. And so anybody listening or anybody who can imagine that is quite the recovery. And so I did take it easy, of course, for the first two to four weeks. And then after that, we were walking around a bunch. So anyways, workouts, I think I started to keep it in mind, walking a little bit more intentionally when she got to be between one and two months old. And that's frustrating because I did enjoy working out. And it's one of those things, it's, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get to the gym, but you never regret going. You know that mindset? And that's what I told myself. If I could just go work out, it might help me feel just to put a little extra pep in my step because I was tired from having a newborn at home, obviously. Um, But I think I really wanted to remind myself that there's so many other stressors going on that I didn't really want to add that extra stress of going and trying to crush it in the gym on top of it all. So I've been really taking my time trying to put this into a more concise nutshell. I've been really trying to take my time getting back into a full-blown routine, and I'm going to transition slowly to it. There are some great home workouts uh, that I have been doing in between things. We are right now, I've teased it on social media so I can tell you guys here now, but we, my team and I are in the process of writing book number two. And I agreed to write book number two I think four days before Grayson was born to tell you what happened is I had gotten caught up with my to-do list. She was past her due date by several weeks um, or almost two full weeks. And I got caught up on all of my work that I never expected I would actually finish before she was born. And the truth is I was bored and we were doing um, another project. I'll tell all about this, this, the details of this project soon. Some of you know if you're on my newsletter, we, we uh, released the name to our newsletter subscribers. But I called up my publisher and I said, what do you guys think about this? What do you think about doing this book? And they were very excited about it, saw a lot of potential. And they said, but Cass, you're about to have a baby in a couple days. Are you sure you wanna do this? You know, Let's revisit after you have the baby. But we were all in. We were really, really excited about this project because I think that you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, So I say all of that because now that we're in the throes of writing this book, we are at the very beginning of August and the book is due essentially right now. And I did this last time I wrote a book and I do this whenever I have a major deliverable. If I am working many, many hours during the day and it's, it's high stakes, it's pretty high stress style work, you know, chasing... An aggressive deadline. Granted, I have a team now, so it's much easier than it was the first time around when it was just me and begging my mom to come over and help me (laughs) towards the end uh, in those kitchen days. But I I make the decision not to work out during these super stressful periods because I don't want to, I really don't want adrenal fatigue. You know, between having a baby, semi-sleepless nights, um, being on my feet all day long to photograph and to cook, 
and then to sit down at the computer and write and to try to juggle all the other aspects of our business, adding the stress of some sort of a workout before I'm actually in a routine, starting a new workout routine right now, the call, the personal decision that I have made has been to dial it back. Um, now, after we get the book turned in and things lighten up in terms of my workload, then I will jump back into it happily. But I try to look at my total load of stress and if I can remove something, then I will to make sure that I really just don't tip that scale into a scary adrenal fatigue direction. Okay, that was a very long-winded answer, but as soon as this thing is turned in, I my plan is to get into those really early morning workouts because y'all know um, those, it, for me at least, early morning is the only time that I can control because the rest of the day is gonna run away, it's gonna take on a life of its own, but I can get to that 5 a.m. class for the most part, unless I, I was up all night long. And if you're listening and you're one of those mamas and you're like, but my baby keeps me up all night long, then I wouldn't do 5 a.m. because at the end of the day, sleep is gonna do more for your health than getting up and going to that workout for 30 to 45 minutes. It really will. So unless you have slept six to seven hours pieced together, I know that if you have a newborn, if there's, it's very doubtful that you're getting six to seven hours in one stretch, but unless you're getting six to seven hours all put together and you're feeling rested, then trade in for the sleep. And there have been many occasions that my alarm has gone off on those days that I had chosen to work out, but it was a long night with the baby and instead I decided to sleep for that extra hour instead. So I just want to encourage you to take it easy if you're in that stage. Know that bodies will continue to heal um, and it's okay to just be busy and be in this season and not stress about what you should be doing in the gym. All right, next, let's talk briefly about wardrobe. This is something that I've talked about a lot on social media. Uh, well, a lot. I at least posted one. <laughs> I have one picture up about it. How my wardrobe has changed since having a baby has been a roller coaster because you're out of maternity clothes and I really didn't invest in that much true maternity wear because I was like, I'll just, I would just rather buy larger, comfier clothes than real maternity clothes. Um, but by the time you get, well, for me at least, I had an enormous belly and by the time and, and towards the end and it was winter time i could only really wear maybe four or five things and so when my enormous belly went away after having the baby i wanted nothing to do with those four or five outfits i was like please get those away from me and what i wanted was something that was comfy still um slightly that fit my body better and now this is all, of course, not during the recovery phase. During the recovery phase, two to four weeks, I wore a lot of pajamas, a lot of stretchy pants from Target. Um, but outside of that, I went through a phase, and it's kind of frustrating because my maternity, my mid-maternity wear, I didn't want to wear. I didn't want to wear my maternity jeans, but I did not fit into my old blue jeans that I wore when I first got pregnant yet. I, don't, I still don't think I could squeeze them in, squeeze into them right now. Um, and so it was a little frustrating. And so what I did when Gray was about two and a half to three months old, and I say go sooner than this, go before I did, because it was, it was, it was really instrumental in changing my outlook about my body and making me feel better because what I realized was I was not happy about my body because I couldn't find something that to wear. It was that simple. My pants were too tight. 
and my maternity wear stuff was too big. And I just was frustrated that I did not have something that fit my body then. And so my mom and I packed our, packed up the baby, we went to the mall and I actually, and I couldn't order stuff online because I had no idea what size I was. I had no idea what would fit this new body shape and what, would, what I would feel good in. So we actually went to the Real Deal Mall and I tried on things. I bought a bra that fit me. I mean, I bought, this is getting a little personal, but I bought brand new underwear. I bought blue jeans. I'm wearing them right now. Athleta makes these blue jeans and they market them as, I think, so stretchy or comfy that you could do yoga in them. They're so comfortable and they run a little large. Um, so go and try them on to make sure you get the right size. But man, I, it just made a huge difference that all of a sudden, I at least had a few outfits, which I have grown steadily since then, that fit this new body and it changed my outlook. It became less about hating the fact that I couldn't button up my old blue jeans. And now I look forward to getting dressed again because it's fun to be able to dress yourself for Pete's sake. It's a terrible phrase. Okay, um, next up, food. How has my food stuff changed since having a baby? You know, again, I am not being, I am not decidedly not being a hero with getting my body back or whatever the heck that means. I'm just really enjoying where my body's at, letting it do its own thing, letting it recover at its own rate and being very active and eating the foods that I normally ate. I ate, uh, I stay away from gluten containing grains because those give me migraines. I definitely have a sensitivity to wheat gluten. I try to stay away from a lot of processed foods, right? So prepackaged cookies and crackers, I stay away from that stuff. We eat real food at home. Um, vary a lot of vegetables for across the colorful rainbow spectrum. Eat a lot of grass-fed meat, pastured chicken. So I just ate and you know, I'm nursing Grayson. She is still right now exclusively breastfed. We're gonna play with real foods very soon. But I'm, I mean, I'm her only food source. And so by, I didn't wanna do anything nutritionally that could compromise my supply. So I have been trying to really stay on top of making sure that I'm fed and hydrated. And that has really been my primary thought focus has not been what can I eat that will help my body <laughs> slim back down because I know I know after years of disordered eating before I started my blog, I know what to do to change my body composition, but I also know what an impact that can have on hormones. And you know what? We want to have more babies. Why would I do something that would compromise my hormones for the sake of a different body size? But And it just didn't make any sense. And that's not the season I'm in anymore. I don't necessarily value that like I did back then. I've really healed my relationship with food. I've healed my relationship with, with my, the image of myself. Um, so anyway, so that's my food choices have been usually still three square large meals a day, breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, um, I try to make sure that there are some healthy fats represented, some healthy proteins, and I do not skimp on the starch. If you all know me well, you know that I am pretty pro high, uh, healthy starches. I think that they really have a presence, especially for ladies who are of childbearing years. Even ladies who are not of, of childbearing years, I would encourage you to consider adding healthy starches into your rotation if you are, for all practical purposes, well. Okay, hopefully that was semi-helpful. I can talk more about food later. Next thing I'm gonna talk about is sleep. How has sleep changed? Um, so having 
Grayson, she, this is going to be a little controversial. And I, like I say, with all things baby related, I'm going to share what works for us, but this is not an invitation. Me sharing is not an invitation for criticisms or opinions or really anything like that because parenting, pregnancy, baby rearing, it is all such a personal decision and the right fit is going to be different for every family. And so I encourage you to keep that in mind as I share things about what we do as parents. And also take a deep breath because even though you may do something different, I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong. If you're doing something that works for your family, that's all that matters. Okay, so for sleeping, we keep Grayson in our bedroom with us. We started off, we have her in a co-sleeper, so it sits right between me and Austin. We have her in a docatot. And it has been, there. we do have a bassinet next to us, one of those swivel halo bassinets. And we're gonna keep it, because maybe a future baby will like it, but with this, with Gray, the first night I put her in that swivel halo bassinet, even though she was still right there within arm's reach, I cried as she was too far away from me. I was like, I can't, she's so far away. What if she needs me? And I, it's gonna take me a half a second longer to get to her. It's very irrational. I was very sleepy that day. But um, we keep her between us. And to be honest, that has really helped with our sleep because if she gets hungry, she does not have to fully wake up to cry to get us to wake up and then go and feed her in her room. So that was a decision we made was to keep her close by. And sleep, honestly, has not been hard since having a baby. Now, there have been a very small handful of nights, I could probably count them on two hands, where she maybe cried in the middle of the night and like really had a hard time. Um, but those have been pretty few and far between because she does sleep between the two of us. We can, if she starts to grunt or something like that, Austin and I are not necessarily extremely light sleepers. I can sleep next to a snoring baby uh, with a snoring dog on the floor, you know? Um, so it really didn't bother me. I know that that can disturb some people's sleep because babies are very noisy sleepers and there's lots of sounds. It's kind of like sleeping next to a piglet. It's just the darn cutest. And if anything, it just gave me more joy than it took away from sleep. But it really hasn't been that bad. Um, and that's, I think, largely because we have her with us in bed. Okay, my schedule, how is that different? Well, you know, things are different. You have to think, for example, I knew I wanted to build up a supply of breast milk, and I might do a separate post on this entirely because I get a lot of questions about pumping and how to increase your output. Um, but my schedule is totally different because it revolves around Grayson and her needs. She needs a diaper change regularly you know maybe it's every depends on what's going on maybe it's 30 minutes maybe it's an hour hour and a half um so making sure that we i stop what i'm doing i used to be able to sit down and have a solid two and a half to three hours to just work i would drink something and maybe i might get up to go to the bathroom really quickly but i didn't have to focus on anything other than my work and even if i got up to fill up my water cup I could still be submerged in my thought process of what I was doing before. And now that's just not an option. Cause I, if I want to get up and go do, or if I want to sit down and do a chunk of work, if I then change Grayson's diaper, um, or I go and I feed her 
or whatever it is because she still is breastfed. So if she's in the house, I like to do all of her feedings. Then all of my attention, even if someone else was holding her, all of my attention goes to her in a great way. That's the way I want it to be, but it breaks the thought line. And so my schedule is very different. I feel like I li- I'm living my life in two hour increments for the most part, which It's just different. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. I think about first thing in the morning when I wake up. I wake up a little bit earlier than I might have before so that I can go pump because your supply is just better in the morning and more likely to replenish. You're more likely to refill. And so I like pumping in the morning because I get a better output and that changes my day. I pump and then I make myself a coffee because for stored milk, I like to make sure. I personally just don't want to have any caffeine in my system for stored milk, I don't know. I really don't have a good reason for that. It's just one of those ticks that I have. Um, And yeah, and then the day is spent feeding her. She still eats about every two and a half hours. And and it's sweet, but the schedule is, is different. Evenings are very different because you know, we have a bedtime now and it changes Austin and I's day. We used to have, Austin and I used to have dinner together at seven o'clock every night around there at least and then we'd hang out on the couch we'd watch a show or we'd play a game and talk with each other and now we have dinner i have i am my work day is wrapped up by 5 p.m hard stop if i'm having a work day that day and then i make dinner and we sit down to eat dinner at 5:30, and then which works for us because that's it's just nice to kind of have it out of the way and then Grayson gets her bath at about 6.15, 6.30. We give her bath time, it's really sweet. After bath time, um, well first we clean up the kitchen before bath time, you know, that thing. And then I just snuggle her and I nurse her and then she falls asleep and she's out by 7.15, 7.30. And then our night is quiet from then on. Uh, so, you know, our schedule is very different and it revolves, but it's, but it's very good. It's different, but not bad. Today's show is brought to you by Larissa's Kitchen. Larissa's Kitchen protein snacks are made with only the highest quality meats, including 100% grass-fed beef. There are no preservatives, no added growth hormones, no MSG, and no nitrates. Larissa's Kitchen meat snacks come in a variety of flavors. My personal favorites are the Korean barbecue beef and the ginger teriyaki chicken. They're so tasty. I always keep a few in my purse and gym bag for a healthy protein-filled snack when I'm on the go and I don't want to sacrifice quality ingredients. Larissa's Kitchen products are available nationwide at leading retailers such as Target, Walgreens, Kroger, Publix, convenience stores, as well as on Amazon.com. Use the code 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. This is such a good deal. Again, that's 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. Okay, let's go quickly through the last of these. Next one is marriage. How is my marriage different since having a baby? You know, I feel like Austin and I had a really strong relationship before baby. We were married for two years, two and a half years about when we found out we were expecting. I think it was about that long. Now I can't remember. We were married for a little while, but we've known each other for close to, when did we meet? 2008. Oh my gosh, what year is it? 10 years. <laughs> we've known each other for, no, before that. We've known each other for almost 13 years. I met him when I was a freshman in college, 14 years. And so we've been friends for a very long time. We had a really good foundation, a really good base. We dated for three years seriously before we decided to get married. 
And I say all of that because I thought in our relationship we had arrived at this just knowing of each other. Now I always, I carry with me a sense of humility. Like there's definitely a whole lot of stuff that I don't know I don't know. And I know that that's true with relationships as well, especially with a relationship so such an important one like a marriage. But I have been really touched in a good way by how much growth Austin and I have even seen as a couple since having Grayson. We, the way we communicate, it's about, we're communicating about things that are really substantial and they're very important. How do we raise a human? How do we responsibly raise this tiny soul um, or set up life so that this tiny person can grow up and be exactly who she's supposed to be? right? How do we set up life in that way? How do we support her? How do we support each other in that journey? And it has allowed us to have really hard conversations. Some of them were really hard because it was a post, I'm a postpartum mama. And for a couple of those days, I was sleep deprived or when a baby's crying, you're not sure what to do, how to get her to stop. Um, I definitely like, he saw me at my worst and but it's given us the opportunity to love each other through it. And if anything, it's really strengthened our marriage. Friendships, um, how are friendships different since having a baby? I would say that the majority of my friends, there's really hasn't been much of a difference. Austin and I did not, where we were not partiers before kids. And so our idea of a good night in, of a wild night in was maybe opening up an extra bottle of wine while we continue to play another round of dominoes, boys versus girls. You know, best five out of seven. That was a wild night for us. And so there really hasn't been a huge difference uh, in that regard. We might go out to dinner a little earlier. We plan outings a little bit further in advance if we're going to get childcare, but that's about it. Body image, I feel like I've touched on that pretty well. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is work. How is work different since having a baby? You know, this is something that you don't hear a lot of people talk about, or at least I didn't. I knew my goal with starting a family and having and building this business was I wanted to hustle as hard as I could on Fed and Fit before we had kids because I really wanted to be able to grow it and build it as stable as possible before we started a family so that it could sustain any dips in my attention. And a part of that included bringing on really fabulous team members. Amber, who I talk about a lot, is really, she's my right hand at the company and she does, I mean, she's just an integral part of the team. And when I needed to step away because of my maternity leave, Amber and I worked together before Grayson was born. We built a three-month maternity leave. And what's funny is that owning your own business, when you, when you have a maternity leave, It's not like you just get to tell your boss, hey, okay, I'll be back. I'm going to go take my maternity leave on X date. Because when you are the owner of a company, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell my team members, hey guys, we're all going to take um, a break for three months and then we'll resume work again. Like you can't do that. You have to build work to last, to bridge that gap. But I still wanted time home with the baby just in case we had no idea what to expect with Gray. And she turned out to be an extraordinarily easy baby. But it could have gone in any different direction. I wanted to make sure I had three months of time that I could just focus only on her. 
And so um, with work, that was a huge part of kicking this off was building that three months worth of content for the podcast, for the blog, recipe wise, um, programs, newsletters. And then also it was making sure that Amber's and team were really well supported and answering questions and knowing what to do in my absence. And they did a fabulous job uh, spearheaded by her, by Amber. So that was a huge part of it. And then when I did come back, I actually came back a little sooner, about two months is when I started to get a little twitchy. I watched a few too many Grey's Anatomy episodes and I was like, I need to do something I need, to, I need to produce really good work because I've consumed so much fiction. And so we did, I, I stepped my toe back in a little bit. We started working on more things, blog stuff, and then we really jumped into the book writing process together. Brought on another team member, Jessica Gertner, is a part of our team now. And then I also made the decision, Austin and I had talked about this well in advance, but this was another goal of mine. I wanted to be able to have a business that allowed me to afford childcare. And I wanted childcare to be at home. I really wanted to have somebody that could come to our house and be there with Grayson right next to me. And it's not so much a babysitter as it is an extra set of arms. Um, The best term we could find is a mother's helper. If y'all have a better term besides babysitter or mother's helper, I'm all ears. Um, But we, invited this young lady, her name is Kaylee, into the house, and she is Gray's helper. I mean, she's there. I still nurse Gray about every two hours, um, but Kaylee helps make sure that she's got really great attention, and we're there in the kitchen, and we're all working together, but um, Grayson is able to get really focused attention in those hours that we're working, and sometimes um, in this season we're in right now with the book, That is way more hours than it will be after we turn it in, but it's currently about three to four days a week for an average of six hours a day that we bring in help, childcare to help with Gray. Uh, And and it's great, and then Grayson's mine, and I am not a great multitasker, so if I don't have childcare, I really don't work. And unless, I mean, of course, if my my, my Austin, if my husband is there, you know, and, and he's hanging out with the baby, Um, which he does um, a a very, very large portion of the time. He's an incredible dad. Then I might be able to get a thing done here or there. But I really like to try to keep my work time to the hours that I have got hired childcare because it allows me to really segment my day. I'm able to have, you know, a version of focused time on my work. And then when we don't have childcare and the team is not here at the house working on something, then I'm focused on family time. I'm focused on tidying up, maybe doing laundry, maybe cooking, and then hang, playing with the baby and going on adventures. So, well, I hope this was helpful and kind of a random episode, but uh, it's, like I said, it's something that I would have wanted to know back in the day and life is great. It's been challenging. There have been some ups and downs, but wouldn't change it for the world and I just I can't wait for an even noisier household. Grayson's getting to the point where she's really starting to chatter and it is just so much fun and she's oh it's just so much fun. I'm glad we're turning in this book now because I know that 
once she starts becoming mobile and um, talking more and playing with food, I'm going to want to spend more and more of my day with her. And on those days, so you know my plan, my plan after this book is turned in is yes, to get back into about three workouts a day, a week, excuse me, three workouts a week. I'm going to try to work out early in the morning, especially because her sleep is normalizing now and it's going to be much more realistic that I'll have a good seven hours of sleep at night broken because I do nurse her a couple times at night, but that doesn't, that doesn't usually really wake me up fully. Um, so work out three times a week, probably CrossFit, and then I'll probably try to squeeze in at least one yoga class. I love yoga, particularly Ashtanga yoga. I'll get back in, get back into that. And then we go on a walk every day, at least one walk, if not two walks every day as a family, about a mile and a half. So there's a part of that. Um, as far as activity goes and then for my work schedule my plan is to bring in childcare probably three days a week for between four and six hours depending on the schedule and what's going on and during those hours i will either duck away to go to a coffee shop so that i can really focus on something and allow and let uh, kaylee give grayson some expressed milk that's of course if she's home alone with the baby that's a true babysitter but um, that's what she'll do, or I'll be here and just work upstairs in my office on those days. So it's a wild ride changing every minute and I bet I'll have more updates and modifications to this in the future, but that's what's working for us. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope it was helpful and as always, we'll be back again next week.